Welcome, welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin. And I hope you guys are having a great weekend so far. I am having a nice glass of Cabernet thanks to today's co-host, who was so gracious, so humble, he's so talented. Introduce yourself. Hey everyone, Jameson Shaley's here. How you feeling tonight? Well, look, I can I feel great. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel amazing. Yeah, Jameson has, uh, he brought this bottle of like really nice red wine. It's a nice glass of Cabernet. I wish I had a piece of chocolate though, because mm. I know this will go well with a nice piece of chocolate. That could be rearranged, you know? <laughs> Anywho, you guys. Make sure to like and subscribe, share Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear podcasts, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle at Nude Radio 101, and on Instagram on my personal page at Kenny Heflin and Jameson. How can we get in touch with you? Um, on all socials, this is just uh, Jameson Shaley's J A M E S O N C H E R I L U S on uh, Twitter, IG, Facebook, and everything else. I love your last name, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. It's really pretty. Yeah. Family's from Haiti. Ooh. Yeah. I E T. Ooh, is that right? Yeah. Do you know how to speak Creole? I do. Do you know any Creole? I know like the Louisiana style. Real. All right, let's test it out. Um, a little bit. All right, I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fluent. All right, so usually if you if you have Haitian friends or if you know a Haitian, you can go up to them and go, Sapase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Napole, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Kenny, I see you. I, I learned that from Jason Derulo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the prominent in a. Best Haitian uh, guys out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, this week, I am so very excited to talk about a topic that I have not talked about yet on air. I've been wanting to talk about this for like years. And Jameson and I have mentioned having this conversation on new radio. It's been since 2021 when we first like introduced the idea and i was actually waiting for him (laughs) i wanted him to be the one that i had this conversation with that i like popped this conversation's cherry if you will and the topic is bisexuals (laughs) so y'all bisexuals to the front let's go calling y'all out we're going to get into some things we're going to go into just most importantly, like what the misconceptions are and what just, you know, being someone who identifies as bisexual for you, Jameson, what your life has been like in that intersect of, you know, genders and attractions and everything like that. And of course 
I'll get to share a story of mine that, again, I've been waiting to talk to you guys about. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay. Uh, so I've been in L.A. for 10 years now. I'm an actor and writer by way of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, and yeah, you know, just jumping right in. I don't necessarily walk around or wear my sexuality on my sleeve. I think sexuality is fluid and I, uh, I identify as bisexual, you know, mm. <laughs> I've been attracted to, you know, both women and men for a very long time. I've known for a very long time. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk about what it's like. Look, I'm, I didn't meet my first like real bisexual until 20, 14 2014 yeah because before then i thought it was fake you thought bisexuality was fake i did so what does that mean what, what did that look like or mean to you so from this from the standpoint of someone who is gay you know and also from my straight counterparts what i've learned from like you know back in the day and stuff just based off like maybe bad habits but one thing that i noticed growing up and coming to my sexuality at least that there was so many different guys that would come out the closet you know and profess their love for men to their family members and friends but also you know say that oh yeah well i still like girls too mm -hmm. and I would always look at that, you know, say like, you not, you never talk about girls. I never see you talk like, uh, talking to any, like when we're out, you know, and about, I never hear you expressing interest or attraction to any, uh, women or anything like that. You're definitely not having sex with them. Like you're a gay man. And for so long, I was under the idea, like the, the ideas, at least that, you know, bisexuality at least in men was just you know kind of like a gateway to them feeling a little bit more comfortable being attracted to their primary attraction which was like men mm. and at a certain point they would then tell their family like oh yeah actually i'm gay like you know and that could come from like maybe a couple years down the line which again from my experience with certain people that i was close with that's what that would always be and they would never come out as just strictly gay. They would always say, oh, I'm bisexual or whatever, just because, you know, a lot of parents, especially going growing up back east, uh, there's a lot of close-minded individuals. You know, we have our parents' generation come from, you know, less welcoming uh, thought processes about uh, same-sex loving, you know, and all that stuff or whatever. So I felt that, you know, at least that they felt that it was easier for them to kind of like let that pill go down a little bit smoother, mm -hmm. you know, by saying, Oh, well, you know, so you won't hate me too much. I still have some attraction to women, but then again, like years later, they'll be like, Oh, actually I'm gay. And it's like, for me, I'm like, I knew it, but again, their family's like, Oh, well we don't care anymore at that point. But, um, I met my first bisexual, uh, best friend at the time in 2014 and it threw me for a loop yeah um 
that's a interesting take and perspective one that i'm accustomed to like kind of like hearing um which is that people will say they're bisexual as a way to kind of be like i'm not gay i'm not gay yet but my experience has been from a very young and early age um i knew i was attracted to to guys Mm -hmm. Right. So I think I think the opposite actually happened where the pressures from family, friends and society, um, you know, I knew I was attracted to guys like maybe at the age of five or six. And then when I was made to feel that there was something wrong with that attraction, that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to fall back on this. And the fallback looked like. I just didn't think about it, right? Because I was young. Like I think as kids, we're we're used to, you know, playing with our friends, and you might find Jamal <laughs> and, and and fucking like Shaniqua attractive, and that was my experience. And I think you know, growing up, I realized that society wanted me to date women, so um, you know, I uh, I've dated women. I think. Um, if I'm being like really honest, right, I think I've always had a physical attraction to women. However, emotionally, I felt a little bit more connected to men. And I don't know if that's because I played sports. I'm in the Hall of Fame for football. I was a top state wrestler in Connecticut. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, of, you know, my environment. You know, I grew up in a two parent home. But I would be lying to you if I said that, you know, me and my mother and my aunts, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, w- I would listen to these women gossip and gossip about men. So, like, I, I, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, my experience is opposite mm-hmm. of, of that which you just uh, described. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I've always wanted to have this conversation because with Newt Radio, we love to have full-blown conversations that are open, thoughtful, and educating, mm. you know, and it just opens up a whole new world to other people's perspectives and their experiences, and it gives us a window of, like, learning, you know, and like I say, it took me to be 24 at the time when uh at the time like my ex-best friend at least he Mm -hmm. was a roommate of mine and um he was fucking women literally i mean every night and we lived in a loft and everything like that in downtown la and they were all moaning real good and loud and enjoying (laughs) themselves (laughs) seriously and i'll never forget the the morning that he like woke me up and was like um Let's, you know, go like go grocery shopping and all that stuff or whatever. We went grocery shopping, mm-hmm. started cleaning up around the uh the loft and everything. And he asked me, he's like, Well, when are you gonna take me to uh one of the gate bars or whatever like that? And I was just like, mm. Why do you wanna go? And he was like, I'm bye. And I'm like, Huh? I remember I had to put down the broomstick and I'm like, wait, what? And I sat down at the, the table, we had like a picnic table uh which was interesting but it was yeah sat down 
And I'm like, I need to pick your brain at this point because what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're bi? Like what? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, when I was 21, it's only when I start acting on my bisexuality um, and like my attraction to men, but he experienced uh, being emotionally and physically and sexually attracted to women, but being only physically and sexually attracted to men, not emotionally. So he could date a woman and be in a relationship with a woman and do all the things with the woman, but with a man is only sex. Got it. Yeah. 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 No, I can relate. Um, I think there's been, you know, times in my life where, well, let me back up. I've never, um, I think it's important to mention, I've never dated a woman and a man at the same time. Yes. Thank you. I've never dated a woman or man at the same time. For me, it usually goes like, all right, if I'm in a season where I'm interested in guys, okay, like I will explore and see what that may look like. Or if I'm like, you know, interested in, you know, talking to women, um, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very transparent. I was actually on a date with a woman like maybe last month Mm -hmm. and on date number one, you know, I told her, I was like, Hey, just FYI. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had certain experiences with men. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah like i'm by and it it it, it surprised her but um i think for me now in my early 30s if you're gonna fuck with me you just gotta know like my history you gotta know where i come from and what i like and you gotta be comfortable with that otherwise you're not the one for me i agree i mean that's some 30 year old shit for you like it's really like (laughs) take it or leave it like i mean i know who i am i'm comfortable with who i am and you need to be that if you want to be with me point blank period so there's so many different misconceptions with bisexuality i mean from the gay standpoint we have our preconceived notions and then also i know that from you know cishet individuals they have their preconceived notions when it comes to bisexuals most importantly bisexual men because so many times society and the patriarchy everything right yeah has made it safe for men to rule over everything and to dictate what attraction looks like and to police a woman's body and how she inspects and and intersects and and her desires and her attractions and stuff and what is comfortable for her to do with other women and it's hot it seemed to be like you know sexy and spicy you know dudes fantasize about that but that misogyny and the patriarchy of course as the root dips down into our cishet women and even i mean with us you know from the gay side at least where it's now a little bit different when it's the man who is a little bit more experimentative the man who is bisexual or something like that, he can never come back from being that he's automatically thought. And I mean, he's literally, he's just like put it into the gay space at that point. And it's like so many straight women and even 
a lot of gay men, we cannot get out of that mindset that, oh, well, if the guy does it, he's gay. Yeah. But the woman can do it and she's still straight, but she's just having a little fun. Yeah. Do, do you remember that song by uh, Christina Aguilera and Little Kim, Can't Hold Us Down? And, and Christina's talking about the double standard about like, how is it that men can be promiscuous but if a woman let's say she's promiscuous then she's a slut and she's a whore mm -hmm. i apply a similar kind of like analogy and thinking when it comes to this whole discussion about bisexuality mm -hmm. i rebuke that that talk and that discussion that says if i've experienced gay sex or if i've dated a man then like i'm undesirable or women won't like me and etc cetera, etc cetera. um that's not mm, <laughs> that's not my work to do right mm -hmm. that's for like i know who i am that's what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. i know i know who i am and i know that if i want to be with a woman i can get a woman my father raised me in a way in which that you know I'm proud of who I am. I have confidence, but I would be lying to you if I said that it's been easy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm primarily attracted to uh, black women and, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been easy, you know, mm -hmm. for a lot of women in general, but specifically black women, since those are the women that I usually um, tend to be a little bit more attracted to. Mm -hmm. um, Telling a woman that like yo I've you know I I've dated guys before um hmm. it's it's an interesting spot to be in so in that what has been your experience obviously we're two black men we know how our people show up in. America and certain thought processes and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, what has been your experience disclosing that part of you to a woman? Surprisingly, um, it's been a little bit more challenging when I disclose it to a man. I, I, I find that, you know, some of the black men that I've dated have had more issues in pop problems with like my bisexuality than some of um the women i've gotten to know wow yeah <laughs> why do you think that is hmm would you ever date a bisexual person that is something that i'm still exploring and letting down a few different um thought processes myself i've experimented with the idea at least and it's a lot of stuff that i'm still unlearning mm. to feel comfortable enough to date a bisexual man um do you feel like he would leave you for a woman not exactly but i feel like at a certain point you know obviously everyone's experience is completely different yeah. but i feel like at a certain point you know there's something that could be fulfilled that I can take care of, but then also there's another side of it that I can't. Mm. So, you know, obviously I never want to operate in the what is the and the shoulda, woulda, coulda's or like the 
negative aspects of like a demise of a relationship. Um, but I do feel like, you know, I could potentially be setting myself up for, for failure at least because it's like, there's going to always be like that one side of you when it comes to like sexual, like sexuality, desirability and everything like that, where I'm not going to be able to satisfy you yeah, because I don't have the feminine aesthetic or the anatomy and everything like that, that you may be looking for yeah, for that particular time. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and, I, and I get that thinking, but I think like for me, and I can only speak for myself, mm -hmm. it's never been a matter of, oh, I'm going to leave you for a woman. <laughs> if there was ever it, because I feel like sexuality is a spectrum, right? Sexual mm -hmm. orientation is a spectrum. Bisexuality in itself, right? You're attracted to like more than one gender. So I think for me though, when you're, it, it's been deeper than that. It's always been like, it's not necessarily I would leave you for a woman, but because you know, my early upbringing was in the church. I mm -hmm. think there's also that kind of like spiritual kind of like religious undertone where sometimes I go, sometimes I go like, okay, God loves us all. Mm -hmm. Am I good? <laughs> I'm not trying to make it, make this a religious conversation, but, um, in my past, it's always been like more so conversation about, you know, um, you know, am I walking right with the Lord? And in my heart, in my heart, I can honestly say like, yeah, I am, you mm -hmm. know, uh, regardless if I'm attracted to a man or woman or dating a man or woman, I feel like, you know, um, mm. I, f I feel like God is love and love is love. So like, yeah. So I, I guess I say all that to say like in the future, should you find yourself falling in love with or talking to a bisexual man hopefully you won't um discredit him or hopefully you'll give him an opportunity and not um allow potential insecurities or fears prevent you from getting to know him i agree and the thing is i do so much research and i like to again have these conversations and go onto youtube spaces or different forums and stuff to hear the perspectives of people who identify as bisexual. Mm -hmm. And that is something that both again, gay and straight, uh, people have aligned when it comes to their hesitancy, dating a bisexual <laughs> man, at least is because that's the one thing you guys agree upon that's <laughs> one thing that we can agree upon. I mean, that I found at least that, you know, there's that, uh, that feeling of not being able to fulfill that other side of that mm -hmm. bisexual person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's the thing. And for me, at least I hear these conversations from bisexual men mm -hmm. who are able to detail what it's like, you know, and they don't ever say that that is, that's not a possibility of course, because again, you never fucking know, but they do say that, Sure, are they attracted to both sexes? Yes, but if they're in a relationship with you and you happen to be a man, and they say, for example, if they're monogamous, uh, leaning when yeah. it comes to dating, if you happen to be the person they fell in love with and you happen to be a man, you're 
their partner, you're their boyfriend, mm -hmm. maybe husband, whatever the case is. And if there was to ever be some infidelity or something like that, that's going to come just how it would have came if it was another man. Yeah. You know, so it's not so much of the getting so caught up into, oh, well, if it's a man or a woman and stuff, it's like, no, I'm in a relationship with you. And that's our bond. That's our love. That's our intimacy and our affection. You know, yeah. you'd be able to kind of piggyback off that. Yeah, no, I'm just happy you shared that that thinking because I think for me to date someone like me, um, I don't know, like my my partner, my person, um, has to be secure, confident, and and I think when you are secure and confident and know who you are, mm -hmm. um, I think some of those initial fears you're kind of like mentioning or like that you heard other people experience, um, those feelings ultimately or hopefully will will be irrelevant um <laughs> so when was the first time mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> we're gonna need more wine <laughs> so okay so you said that you knew that you had uh same-sex attraction when mm -hmm. you were a child right yeah same yeah I knew when I was I knew young. very small yeah. that I liked the boys as a little boy. Mm -hmm. uh, the little girls, they were cute. They were pretty, you know, and still even as a 33-year-old male now, mm -hmm. uh, I have a physical attraction to women, but the sexual attraction, it misses like that mark just by a little bit. Mm -hmm. it just, it just what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? I'm curious. So when I came out to my parents, I would, I, I wish you guys could see, but it's kind of like two little missiles, like running into each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it kind of just misses and intersects mm -hmm. and just like, whoop, and just literally misses the mark <laughs> for me. That is my attraction to women. Wow. You know, uh, I can be flirty with them. I can be exploratory of with them mm -hmm. and you know all that stuff but as far as like my natural desire to want to have sex with a woman it's not there yeah i um that's and you know that um yeah that's not my experience i actually have fantasized mm. desired um i don't know like this is nude radio, so I guess I can say this, but like I, I get off of pleasing a woman. Like I just get off of pleasing my partner, period. Mm -hmm. So um, I think women are sexy. However, um, I'm kinky. <laughs> what do you mean? Kinky means for you at least. For, for me at least, it's it, it's more than just the physical. It's a spiritual. It's an emotional it's like multiple things right so like it takes a very confident and um strong dominant woman to date a guy like me you know you hear all the time right now and like in the music and tv shows online about like women eating guys out right mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, I, I think the reason why there's so much stigma around this whole bisexuality or, you know, sexuality in general is because like of like where the man's like joy spot 
where G spots located, right? <laughs> it is in our butt. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. You don't have to go to the knuckle. It's right there. It's... Mm. Wow. See, Jameson. What? <laughs> It's hot in here. Yeah, I got a little hot. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it takes a certain type of woman and a certain type of man, uh, to feel you have to know who you are, right, in order to date me, and that's just me. But yeah, yeah, I feel like, I mean, what are you asking? What do you want to know? Yeah, I mean, like, when did she lose? Okay, so instead of saying your age, okay, of when you lost your virginity, what gender did you lose your virginity with first? Are we talking about oral sex? Are we talking about like sex? Intercourse. Intercourse. Yes. Okay. Well, if it's intercourse, I lost my virginity to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I went to like one of those, uh, like it was like the summer before high school. So like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was like, 13, okay. So same 14. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Early since, teens. Since we doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I lost my virginity at that age too. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I wish I would have waited till I was like 18. Really? But, Why? Well, because I grew up watching like, one of my favorite movies of all time is American Pie. Mm -hmm. And is that all Jennifer? Jennifer Coolidge. I love her. Yeah. Love her. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Stifler's mom. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, like I grew up watching different movies that, of course, I was still too young to watch, but I still watched them and I love them. Yeah. But they made a pact to lose their virginities at prom. Mm -hmm. And when I first watched that movie, I think that movie came out when I was about 10. And I wanted to lose my virginity at prom mm. because it just seemed so romantic, romantic and cute. And again, I, I love this fucking movie still do, but did you get laid after prom night? No, <laughs> I did not. I actually had two prom dates and they're both women. Okay. I know it's real, real. <laughs> Like, Wait, so is that why? Because they were women or it, you no. just weren't like, it, it just wasn't. I didn't have the, I, I just didn't have that time and space. I mean, but again, like I graduated in 08, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's just like, we didn't have gay sex readily available at 18, at least for me. Really? For me, at least. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you grow up again? I'm from Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I'm from right outside of Detroit. So yeah. it's just I wish I would have, but I mean I, I no, didn't have that access. I grew up in the city, so I was exposed mm. to a lot at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. I mean, I didn't get laid after prom night either, but yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I had a lot of because of the circles I ran around and just having to do the the hiding of my gayness mm. and having to 
you know, portray myself to be something I wasn't, which was straight at the time. Yeah. Just for safety reasons, of course. Uh, I had a plenty, a lot of times where I had girls at the time that was my age that tried, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, did you always feel like, did you feel bad at all when they would try? No, I wouldn't feel bad per se, but I just felt like this is, I used to be having a panic attack in my head Mm. because I'm like, oh shit, she is mounting me. Oh Lord. She's kissing me. Oh my gosh. She's sucking on my neck. Oh my God. Her titties have come out. Mm. I'm not getting hard. (laughs) I'm about to be, you're like, oh no, (laughs) I'm about to be found out, you know? And you know, at that point, people are going to find out that I'm gay. I could face a lot of ridicule, a lot of ridicule at least, um, which I did in those earlier years. And I didn't want to relive that. So I just tried to play my part yeah. for so long and it was torturous, Got but it. yeah, it was a, a plenty, plenty of times where I could have lost my virginity to a girl early on. And I felt like every single time the universe, which is intervene by some magical happening, literally, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't happen and we'll, some shit would happen and we would get distracted and we'll stop. And I'll be like, oh my God, thank you yeah yeah honestly that has um that has not been uh my experience i think my experience has like been um my my experience has been like every and, and i mean this like i'm being serious every woman that i've seriously dated has known i've Mm -hmm. i've told them and um we're all on our individual journeys and uh, i would never force anyone out the closet but like i personally would not feel comfortable giving my heart and my body to a woman without her knowing like truly and fully who i am you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so and that's what that's the part of disclosure you know mm. and i'm glad that you practice that because it's not easy there's is i'm sure it's not easy and then also it takes away the stigma and the stereotype that you know people who may be bisexual um could be portraying someone that they're not and that's not the case you know i, I would never say that it doesn't exist in certain um small focus groups and stuff but i'm glad to hear that you openly and honestly disclose your attraction you know yeah i mean it's it's 2023 right it is yeah it's 2023 like who are we lying to i mean but there's still so it's sad that there's still so many close-minded people that aren't able to explore yeah their own imagination outside of their upbringings and stuff like that and see other people's (laughs) lives and to actually be open to hearing their perspective and get a better view of like oh okay well i guess it's not that you know um and hopefully this makes sense like i hear what you're saying but i don't even feel necessarily 
bad or sorry for those people. The people that I empathize with are the people who may never get a chance to truly come out and see the other side, right? Yeah. And what I mean by come out is like be able to say I'm bisexual, right? Mm hmm um because a lot of really uh ridicule and um discrimination mm -hmm. comes along with owning that truth i think it's easier like you were saying earlier for people to be like i'm bi when they're really gay but my experience has been like oh no i think i like i'm actually in the process of evolving i think it's not even bisexuality now right i think this is a gateway to realizing that like i'm pansexual oh like, shit you know like i'm attracted to like people Oh, you know what I mean? If you're a kind person, like that's what gets my attention. A pretty face. I'm a face guy. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, for your fans who may be listening. Yeah, again, we've been having wine and <laughs> this wine has kicked in. Please forgive me. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Okay, so my attraction starts off with the face. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. cool. So we got that in common. I have to like looking at you and I have to know like, oh, that you are attractive to me yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, and the body like, and the personality obviously comes next, depending on like what we're doing. All right, so for the women listening, what type of woman are you attracted to? Or you, mm. I'm curious. So the human body is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's my PC answer, right? But since this is nude radio, honey, uh -huh. I love a, a like I like a, a curvy, yeah, real curves, yeah, um, real like curves, real curves. I mean, um, if she paid for it, it's hers, right? True, it is. But dot 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 dot. <laughs> I just, I just happen to love a woman with a nice, womanly, beautiful, curvaceous, feminine shape. Mm -hmm. You know, I like a woman with like a nice size head, you know, and like a nice long neck and good shoulders mm -hmm. and like nice round tits, perky, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> a good midsection and like nice hips. I want that that waist to come in. Yeah. And I like some nice hips. Okay. And I like a fat ass. All right. So Kenny, you bi. Thigh. You're bi you're bisexual. I am not. <laughs> Again, that goes into like all the attractions, like the, the two little missiles. Yeah, the two little missiles. Okay, so so what's the what's the what's missing? I'm curious. For you, what do you think is missing? It's just never been there. Like I just um I don't know. Like, I just have always been gay. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I've just always been gay. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just curious. I just always want to date and have sex with men. Got it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I say, like, I have had some times, which I'll go into yeah. after your story time, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like women. I'm attracted to women, you know, but at a certain point, it's just I don't want to naturally the desire to want to fuck a woman is not there. It would be something for me to have to like really push myself to do it to actually have sex with a woman. Um, 
Whereas with a man, obviously, again, because I am gay, I don't have to push myself to do that. That's that's there. Uh, that's in my default settings. I got a question for you before we go into our experiences. Go so, so we've heard of people coming out as bi as you know a way to not really admit that they're gay right mm -hmm. do you think the opposite is true like do you think there's people who may um say that they're bi but like perhaps they're really straight or or perhaps um <laughs> they, they they say that they're bi as a way to maybe be different be different or you know date women or maybe perhaps to just date men i think we can you can look right now at the headlines or in me social media and s see people being accused for quote-unquote not being bi or pretending to be bi like why are we always the punching bag so i've never heard of maybe in like two situations but i've never heard of someone who is straight that is gay fishing or bi fishing mm, that's what's called gay fishing okay yeah that would yeah. be that would be interesting i mean you know it's funny because i posted something earlier on instagram uh joe budden had posted a question or not really a question but he was a statement mm. where he you know said that a lot of these women's gay besties aren't really gay <laughs> really yes that's what he thinks okay. and he had why well i what he was coming from is just more so of a lot of these women who have like these gay besties who may be more masculine presenting mm -hmm. you know they are and again this is all speculation and allegations right but he made the point at least that there are straight men mm -hmm. or maybe they could very well be bi but they're acting and posing as these girls gay besties but in reality they're not really gay or they're not fully gay and they're actually having sex with these girls meanwhile the girl could very well have a boyfriend and it's like basically mm -hmm. what he where he was coming from was like y'all dudes need to watch out for y'all girls gay besties because these what? these dudes don't really be gay wait so do, do you probably fucking your girl in the love do you think that's true do you think that's what's your perspective so i could see only because from earlier because I, I post like uh, had a whole different post and everything like that thread and i had a few cishet women who said that they have heard and seen or experienced straight men who have posed as gay and did in fact gay fish them mm. to get to to get closer to them in order to you know eventually gain their heart and run off into the sunset and yeah so but, but I, I guess like for me it's like what does gay fishing look like like what, what gay fishing can look like again just simply being someone who is acting gay and making these friendships with cishet women uh -huh. and you know rather the woman is 
knowing that he's not actually gay. Uh huh. Because that's the thing. Yeah. Let's unpack that. Let's unpack it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, is he a straight man posing as gay in front of this girl's boyfriend, for example, or husband, right? But in the meantime, in between time, he's, you know, her emotional support, which means a lot. I mean, emotional attraction is always physical for me, at least. Um, so he's that for her. He is also supplying her with side dick. And I mean, <laughs> this is what the pe this is what the streets are talking about. <laughs> oh, he's my God. He's supplying her with side dick. But again, to her boyfriend or husband's knowledge, that's just her gay bestie. Can I tell you something? That's like, that's honestly like one of my fears. Like, I don't like, mm. I have a lot of this straight women friends who some who are actually married mm -hmm. and i think i come off as a masculine presenting male mm -hmm. and at times i you know in my mind i'm like i hope your husband knows that like like i'm not trying to pull a fast one you know mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to fuck you i'm not here to hit on you i'm not trying to sleep with you like you're actually my friend mm -hmm. and um I don't know. I've always been good about like just saying if you're a friend, you, I'm putting you in that friend zone. And if you're something else, then you're something else. You know? Yeah, and and that's good that you do that. You know, again, that that further, you know, shines a light on just you practicing good character, which I appreciate. You know, and I'm sure other people can. It's been a journey, though. You know, I, like right. you're, you're, I'm in my 30s now. It's taken me a while to get here to some of these realizations. But um, yeah, we are human and we do not get everything right all the time. So it's always about improvement and evolution at the end of the day. So the other two points that I made about this gay bestie not being gay, right, mm -hmm. is either there's cishet women who are trying to convert mm. their gay besties. Because say, for example, I've heard of that. I mean, as somebody who I guess like both of us, we lean a little bit more towards like the masculine presenting <laughs> side of being gay, you know, and by you know, the trade, <laughs> but release your trade. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like women feel very, I, a lot of my girlfriends from, for example, have felt very comfortable being mm -hmm. sexual and uh, mm -hmm. flirtatious with me in certain points. And I've caught plenty of them at the, at certain points through life and through mm -hmm. certain friendships where, you know, they don't say some slick shit. You want to know why? Why? Because you're comfortable being vulnerable with them. I think the issue or problem sometimes that's cis straight males have is that, um, they don't know how to communicate their emotions or feelings. And I feel like from my experience, at least, um, w women just feel comfortable talking to me and I'm yeah. comfortable listening. Yeah. And that's definitely a good point as well, you know, and then also it's just the fact that again, if you do happen to be, you know, handsome or attractive to them. And also, if you do happen to have certain characteristics that they are attracted to, just how you carry yourself. It's your beard. You're saying it's the beard. It could be the, it could be the beard. It can be the, 
the whole demeanor or anything yeah. or whatever, but I've had plenty of my girlfriends, not all of them, of course, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. plenty in the past, mm-hmm. uh, make their, they made they move, you know, I mean, and what was your reaction? It makes me a little uncomfortable, honestly. Wow. Because again, I'm not, well, first off, if I consider you a friend, yeah, you are a friend. Yeah. Whether you're gay or straight, yeah. male or female or anything in between, you are a friend. Okay. Point blank period. I do not have sex with friends. But also just the fact that again, I am a gay man. I'm not sexually attracted to women. So it makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm like, this is weird. This is awkward. I don't like you like that. Um, my God, you know, so it's both of those factors, but I mean, growing up and, and like I said, growing up, I literally was the testing site of sexuality and desirability to all of my girlfriends. Wow. They all had their turn with me. Sounds like my experience. Yeah. They all found their sexuality through me and tested it out on me, though we never got to the intercourse yeah. part. But when we were teenagers and growing up and even through college and stuff like that, when they wanted to explore the male anatomy because i was so close to them they felt oh well let's ask kenny like oh like i was the first guy that they ever you know jacked off or that they ever kissed or that they ever like you know showed their breast or vagina to i mean so how can you have all those experiences and and still i'm just like from kenny's perspective and mm-hmm. still and still not, I don't want to say like convert, but still like be like, oh yeah, like I've, I've experienced all of these type of experiences and like, yeah, it's not for me. Like, was there a defining moment? No, I mean, you, you just always, you, I have just always, like queerness, we just know. I have just always known that I was gay. I mean, yeah, I'll play along. I'm a sport. Still to this day, I'll play along. See, that's how you get in trouble. This is true. This is how I get in plenty of troubles that I've talked about on the show. I'll play along as a sport, but I don't really mean that. I wasn't like, I was just playing. So you've never um, eaten coochie? Well, I want you to tell me. Because <laughs> I'm going to get into that. I'm going to. Oh. I mean, we're um, going there. It's that, it's that time I'm, of the conversation. I'm going to get into yeah. that part. But I want you to tell me, like, what are like the top two, maybe like the top two experiences that you've had with both genders being a, a bisexual guy? Well, it differs. I feel that at times my, you know, with guys, I'm a little bit, it's more emotional. And with women, it's definitely more physical. Um, a recent experience with a woman i had uh you know i met her at like at one of these you know hollywood functions you know promoting my work and uh we realized there was a connection and you know uh, we hung out one evening and next thing i know like (laughs) (laughs) next thing i know is like you know as i'm waiting for the elevator in the hallway, mm. 
I'm saying hello to like, you know, certain body parts with permission. Always get permission. So with permission, with permission, with consent, yeah, with consent. That's important. As we talk about yeah. it on the show, consent, sexy. consent. It, yeah, with no consent, not sexy, no bueno, but with consent. So, and you know, that happened maybe like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm still open to the idea of like dating women. I just haven't, you know, met anyone that can handle me and what I bring to the table. And the same is true for guys too. And I, I, the older I become, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but the older I become, the less like, I don't know, less fucking attractive, uh, attracted I am to like guys. Cause I'm like, I'm just tired of bullshit, but we could talk about that on another episode. <laughs> so what I'm sure a lot of people want to know, mm-hmm. what is the attraction level to both genders? Like, is it 50, 50, is it 60, 40, is it 70, 30? It's not a 50, 50 split. And, mm. um, and, and I'm not a moody person, but it really does just like, it depends, you know, it's not a mm-hmm. 50, 50 split, but, um, I would say since moving to LA and just being able to finally come into my own, I became a man in the city and I've been able to explore. Um, I find myself attracted to men, you know, mm-hmm. a certain type of man. Um, I don't know, like guys just fucking get it. Like I, it's not, it's not. <laughs> It's not a headache having to like express certain things. You just get it. I feel like with women sometimes, like who makes up all these rules and taboos about like if you want to fuck on the first night, just like just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think that's necessarily been my experience with um with guys. So I think that's why it's not a 50-50 split because I find myself being more authentically and genuinely myself around men, whereas mm-hmm. women, I know I was raised to be like a gentleman. Like there's certain things you don't necessarily do or ask mm-hmm. experience on the first night. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it, it really just speaks to the fact that within our community and queerness, at least mm-hmm. as a whole, when you're dealing with same gender loving individuals, there's a level of comfortability and there is a thought process at least that, you know, because as men, you know, we're just so sexual, you know, when we are just existing. So when you have two men, it's double the intensity and we are then allotted the permission at least uh, to act on that, you know, and to explore that sexuality and those desires and feel safe enough to do that with same and like company. Something you just said, and if I can go back just really quickly, but something mm-hmm. you just said to spark this idea in my mind, I'm like, wait, hold on. You know how you were just um, describing like how like women, some women would use you to be their kind of like first kind of like uh, sexual experience yep. and how that would make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable when I find myself in situations where I'm dealing with like straight curious or like bi curious folks. So mm-hmm. specifically Mendo. So like he may have a wife 
and and they express like oh like i'm not gay you're cool you're the homie like i respect gay people and then like <laughs> months later they slide in your dm and that's not necessarily the case yep. and i'm like hmm that's what makes me feel uncomfortable because if i'm going to work to be authentically myself and i get a lot of shit from family you know from you know society um but i'm proud of who i am but getting back to the point that i was making i also feel uncomfortable when i find myself in situations dealing with folks who are um vicarious but usually straight straight guys i'm like i'm not here to be your experiments what i'm trying to say you know what i mean that's fair and i've, I've had times like that and stuff but even just like going back uh to the point with women and men at least mm -hmm. you know there's a level of safety mm -hmm. that comes with women having to deal with men mm -hmm. that it's not easy obviously we have again the patriarchy has dictated all these different things and these rules and and everything that everyone must live by that's super outdated which we know right yeah but it still affects us on a daily level still in 2023 unfortunately where you know there's diff different thought processes about engaging in sexual activity maybe on the first date or having to wait and all that stuff or whatever when in reality it's a chemistry thing you know mm -hmm. it's not so much of the uh timing and stuff but the chemistry is what locks you into your partner yeah whether you have sex with them you know the first night or not if the chemistry's there they're going to be around yeah. you know but that's something for another day of course but then also again just from a safety perspective that unfortunately women have to deal with mm -hmm. you know on a daily basis that as men we do not have to see that you know and and being afraid to walk down the street by ourselves and stuff without being chased by men or pressured you know since men tend to be you know bigger and stronger in in certain situations but um that's why a lot of women may not feel comfortable engaging in sexual activity right off the rip they have to feel that emotional connection at least that that's valid and it that leads me to ask do you think there's this uh do you think bisexual people are promiscuous because i know oftentimes like for women it's like oh i don't know if i could really engage or do such and such my experience has just been like the women telling me this i haven't really had men tell me this but like for women specifically the black women that i've dated and been interested in mm -hmm. um you know i think bisexual people are looked down upon or looked at as being promiscuous and that's why the straights and the and the gays you know are not too fond of us well the gays are definitely not the the ones to throw too many stones at glass houses <laughs> because of how we show up Folsom. <laughs> exactly. That's one of the many examples. But again, it just goes back to that same gender loving attraction yeah. and that comfortability of bodies and feeling that we can express ourselves with each other and have this acknowledgement at least of like, oh, well, we are two guys and we can do this and we can do that. And we have to free ourselves from the cis heteronormative practices of the world you know yeah but with women from what my 
observation has been with a lot of my uh at least straight uh female friends and stuff like that and family members have been that they will look at a bisexual man as being promiscuous just because again in their reality it's not looked at positive to be promiscuous so they have to usually give off like this air of conservative you know and choosy and picky and selective you know how they go about sex because again it's the double standard that men and women have to unfortunately still be affected by still to this day so but as gays we don't say that because we be usually knocking it down all right so um let's get into it because I, I let's give the people what they probably want and what they've been waiting to hear right mm-hmm. i, I want to hear about your your bisexual experience i told you about mine with the woman mm. <laughs> yeah like i, I want to hear about yours <laughs> so if you guys have been listening since the beginning of this episode the friend the ex-best friend at least that was the first person that i've ever met who's bisexual right he if we fast forward from 2014 to 2016 it was my 26th birthday and i flew to my favorite city in america san francisco mm. i love i love san francisco i love it are they black uh, people so? in the bay area yeah, in the bay. But, oh okay got yeah, it got it got it okay go ahead but you know also that that just never affects me like that but yeah no i know i know yeah i'm a step wherever right but <laughs> it's just i love that city and i wanted to spend my birthday there and he had been there for about a year or so living there at that point mm-hmm. and i had expressed interest in possibly engaging in sexual activity with a woman mm. uh for like the last two years before and it was just an idea that i expressed to both of my parents at the time wait they, your parents about this yeah i tell my parents everything <laughs> i don't go into full detail but they know what the hell i'll be doing wait what'd you tell your parents well i told them that you know i had by curious thoughts and at some point i wanted to act on it and they both had two different viewpoints on on what I should do and what the hell was going on. And I remember telling my dad and he was just like, but you, well, okay. And I remember he was like, well, maybe you should get like a, a escort or something. What? Because I'm like, I'm like, well, daddy, I don't know. Like, do I go to a club? It's legal in Vegas, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, but I'm like, Daddy, like, should I go to a club and act straight? You know, should I tell her that I'm actually gay that night? And he's like, that's a lot of complication, Kenny. He was just like, that's just too much. You having to act as if you're this, but you're not. Mm. And all of that, because, you know, it's a woman. And again, women tend to be people who like to be catered to and everything like that and supported and taken care of. Mm -hmm. So she could very well want the date and the time and all that stuff before she feels comfortable having sex with you and it's like how long are you going to keep up this charade you know as this straight man and i'm like you know what that's right that's great advice he gives a lot yeah you got a good dad that's a real man right there i love that man yeah so but then he's like no 
actually it'll be a lot cheaper if you were to look into getting an escort in a legal city right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again at this point i was in la and vegas is like right there yeah so i'm like well okay that that makes that makes sense he's like yeah i mean honestly kenny that would be cheaper than the date and all the time that you gotta i'm like yeah and then i told my mom and she yelled and, and hollered and was like <laughs> what are you doing what do you mean like i'm like well my dad told me i should get an escort i'm about to call him you know and that's how it <laughs> don't tell kenny get a, a, a escort you know and i mean yeah no i don't yeah so so yeah it wasn't until i was actually 26 that i got to act on this okay. and i flew to san fran for my birthday i met up with my ex-best friend who's bisexual right mm -hmm. uh he and i that first night we Ooh, this sounds kinky this oh it's about to get oh y'all get ready okay Ooh. so the first night i got settled to my hotel room and he's like it's your birthday this is your weekend it's whatever this is all about you what do you want to do and i'm like i don't know i really just want to eat food and he's like get on you know grinder and let's see what let's see like what the guys have you like saw any guys or whatever i'm like i don't know i just got here so we get to my room and stuff and like we're chilling and shit and i get on uh grinder and i get on jack and i wanted to see you know what was going on in the city and one of the guys happened to be attractive and i showed uh the friend and i was like what you think and he's like oh he cute and he's like you gonna have him come over and stuff i'm like okay sure all right okay. and the dude came over mm, so this is a threesome mm -hmm. <laughs> so the dude the dude comes over sexy as hell my my ex-bestie is like sitting on a chair he's smoking this weed and stuff i'm performing you know sexual with this dude um you know mm -hmm. doing the things doing yeah. the things yeah. deep down digging all that stuff multiple positions and i'll never forget uh the guy started to ride me and my friend at the time, he then starts like he was smoking his weed like and watching. And then he pulls his dick out mm. and he's like stroking his dick <laughs> as <laughs> this guy is riding me on the bed. And then I tell him to come over huh. and to stick his dick in my mouth. And my ex best friend is now fucking my mouth while this guy is riding my dick and can he wait where is the bisexuality element oh it's gonna come, oh, it's gonna come. okay oh it's gonna come okay so, you like your foreplay i see okay. so the guy leaves yeah. yeah we have we all have beautiful orgasms okay Beautiful gowns, right? Mm -hmm, beautiful gowns. <laughs> the guy leaves, my ex-bestie, he he lays in the bed, we go to sleep, and then he goes back home or whatever. And then it, 10 hours later, still it's December 1st, mind you. Damn. Um, yeah, so we had that first threesome at like 1 o'clock in the morning on yeah. December 1st. Yep. Oh, well, actually, I did have birthday sex before. 
because I told myself I never have. I did. Ding, ding, oh, ding. ding. I did. Ding. Okay. I did. Anywho, because I was bitching about it because I didn't have birthday sex this past time. Did have birthday sex before. Anywho. Mm-hmm. So 10 hours later, me and my ex bestie were hanging out and I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to fuck a girl, you know, all that stuff, whatever. He's like, oh, for real? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been talking about it for some years now. He's like, I know you have or whatever. Like, what's that looking like? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know how to go about it. And we're hanging out, you know, we're at Dolores Park. We're having smoothies. We're walking a dog and shit. And then he's like, oh, actually, like my girlfriend is uh going to be hanging out you know in the city and stuff like would you mind if she comes out with us like to dinner and stuff or for drinks and i'm like that's fine like the more the merrier so wait like girlfriend girlfriend or like girlfriend like this his, is my home girl his girlfriend at the time oh wow so the girlfriend comes she's super sweet very beautiful mm-hmm. and we're having dinner and stuff and uh we're having drinks at this point and my ex bestie goes oh yeah today's kenny's birthday he actually you know has been trying to like have sex with a girl for the first time and all that stuff or whatever and she's like oh that's so cute and i'm like yeah i know right that's crazy <laughs> and maybe three drinks later my ex bestie is now showing her a picture of my dick that no, I no. up on my on his phone like a long time ago and then it went from oh her saying oh that's so cute to wait what room are you staying in word yes so we leave the bar that we were at wait she came by herself wait i'm gonna let you finish the story this is so no weird. no, no. We, we're all together okay got it we're all together at the bar okay so he shows her the nude of my dick and she then looks at me like oh well shit let's go let's go <laughs> so we get into the the uber and stuff we go by uh, another little corner store in san fran get some champagne and like some vodka and stuff and then we go back to my room it was in the um like the knob whatever the fuck it's called uh Anywho, not with some shit, certain part of yeah. SF. Anywho, yeah. that's where I was staying. So we go back over there and I am like, in my head, I'm freaking out, but I have a very good poker face. Okay. But in my head, I'm like freaking out. Cause I'm like, wait, this shit is really about to go down. Like I'm about to lose my virginity to a girl for the first time. Wow. At 26 or At 27, 20, 26. Okay. 26. So um i'll never forget we get settled in the hotel room i then tell them like you know what i'm about to go get some ice because we needed to chill the uh champagne and the drinks that we had got so i run to the uh ice maker and i'm again panicking in my head just trying to get my mind around the idea and the realization that this is going to be happening yeah for the first time me as a gay man this is nuts so I get the ice, I run back to the room, and as soon as I open up the door, my ex-bestie is laying up against the bed, um, and his girlfriend has her leg up in like a Captain Morgan-type position with her pussy in his mouth, drinking the champagne out the bottle. Wow. It was a vision. 
She was feeding it. He was wait. I I got a picture of this. He like say it one more. He's so he was laying on the. He was sitting on the floor against the bed, against the edge of the bed. Yeah, or the end of the bed. Yeah, and she was feeding him her pussy with one leg on the bed and the other on the ground. That's fucking sexy. So he had a face full of puss. that's hot and he was drinking the champagne that we had bought out the bottle so walking into that i said oh was it like boing was it on like what were you aroused if you were aroused i was afraid i'm gay (laughs) and i talk a lot of shit but i'm like oh shit i gotta really act on this now like you know i really gotta be a sport for real you know what happened next so i'm like shit this is really fucking about to happen like there's a naked woman here in my room and she's getting pussy eight i really gotta act on this shit my lord so i get the glass and stuff but again poker face my like, is hot so they're taking the clothes off of me and stuff and she gets on the bed and she's like in all fours and stuff real cute and pretty and my ex bestie standing there like rubbing her back and stuff and like stroking her hair but also stroking my back as well and he's just enjoying this he's like kiss her and i may have been maybe about a foot away from her face but as i was leaning into her face i was telling myself in my mind my gay ass mind kenny do not throw up do not throw up do not throw up do not throw up please don't i'm like do not throw up oh my god this is crazy like as i'm approaching her face i'm like do not throw up kenny this is nuts and our lips meet each other i do not throw up and i eventually start to feel comfortable enough that i'm like okay i'm kissing a woman like this is nuts this is weird you know and we're making out like this is crazy and i'm feeling her titties and i watch a lot of porn i've been watching porn since i should have been watching it okay (laughs) so i know what to do and i'm I'm licking my fingers and like you know rubbing her nipples and everything like that and she's getting aroused obviously and my friend is just like standing there like supporting both of us and we get to the point where she straddles me on the bed she's sucking my dick you know my friend is holding her hair back he puts her hair in a ponytail and she's sucking my dick um my dick was uh kind of functioning but then also was kind of misfunctioning (laughs) and it was trying to figure out like what the fuck was going on yeah and at that point i'm like okay this is like not kind of working right now let me at least see you do her you know and i tell him like will you you know do her whatever so he starts to eat her out so i'm kissing her and stuff and then as he's eating her out and then at that point i start sucking his dick while he's eating her out and then now my dick is getting hard so at that point i'm like all right girl well start sucking me again at least so i tell him like kiss me while she's giving me head so i can stay hard because again i'm gay (laughs) i'm gay i'm proud gay i love it very much so i love it and she's she's you know going to gawk you know all that stuff or whatever (laughs) yes and i'm like oh my god this is nice so again dick starts to malfunction and i'm like all right well you fuck her or whatever because now i want to see him do her mm-hmm. so i could get you know mm-hmm. comfortable with this yeah 
So she starts to ride him and stuff. And I'm like watching it. I'm kissing her, you know, and everything. And he's like stroking my dick at the same time and stuff. And then we switch and she gets on her back and she spreads her legs and she opens right on up for me. And I put my fingers in her pussy and I start to tick her clit. I put my face down there and I start to eat it out. And she's moaning. She's having a great time. And at this point, um, he has his dick in her mouth while I'm eating her out. And I'm also having like my way, like with her pussy, with my fingers and stuff, because again, with porn, I know how to work away my work, you know, around a woman. Okay. And I put, you know, my fingers do a little hook thing. And cause I heard, you know, the G spot in a woman's pussy is it's like a little knob at the top. Got it. And yeah. I find out, I said, oh, this is it right there. Yeah. So I'm up in that, you know, I'm up in this stuff. And he's like, go harder. She likes it rough. Oh, so, damn. Yes. So I'm like drilling her shit with my fingers. And he's like, go harder. She's like yelling, moaning in pleasure. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. To the point where I had to then like take my other hand to like hold my arm to support because I was running out of strength <laughs> because she wanted me to ram damn like ram pussy finger her shit like are y'all still friends today oh wait 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 okay so then it was time for the dick and the pussy oh it gets better my dick and the pussy so here it is she's on her back leg spread i'm like this is crazy oh my god the neighbors are knocking on the, at the the wall at this point because again she was yelling. Mm. Um, she busts a bunch of nuts, mm. and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. So I then uh, take the condom because I was afraid. So I'm like, I'd be damned if I get a woman pregnant mm -hmm. in some bisexual <laughs> shenanigans, right? That's it'll be crazy. Yeah. So I put the condom on and stuff. And like my friend, obviously it's his girlfriend. So he didn't wear a condom, whatever. So he's fucking her until I get, you know, got ready. And then I tell him like, you know, let me hold your dick or whatever while I put my dick oh, in her pussy and stuff. Crazy. So I put it in there. And then that's when I found out again, the woman's anatomy is so different. Like the vagina is so different than a Warm. guy's booty hole mm -hmm. because it kind of like curves downwards mm. and in that position i found it like really straining like on my pelvis because i was having to like dip into the stroke mm. to like that curvature of her pussy and i said oh shit like this is like an exercise i'm mm -hmm. like in my head again poker face but in my head i'm freaking out because i'm like kenny your gay ass is fucking a woman in a pussy right now and a threesome at that wow this is crazy and she's busting nuts it she was like squirting and shit and i'm like this is fucking crazy oh my god and it got to the point where i'm like all right friend like tap in help me out and he stands over me and he starts to uh, you know, fuck my face, whatever, while I'm like in her and she's on her back, you know, like we're pretty much missionary, but he's standing over her and like, he's in my mouth. Wow. So it, it revived me.
it, it, yeah, it revived me or whatever. And then we uh, stopped doing that for a little bit. Cause again, the neighbors were knocking on the wall cause they're like, y'all are loud. And we then switch over and we, um, she gets on top of him and <laughs> he's like, Kenny, put your dick in her ass. And I said, wait, what? Oh, and she's God. like, she's like, oh no, I like that shit. And I'm like, what, huh? And I'm like, no, you do that <laughs> because I'm used to fucking dudes in the ass. I don't want to fuck a girl in the ass. If I'm with a girl, I'm, I'm which is the first time I want to fuck a pussy. So we switch to positions and she gets on top of me and she's riding me, but then he sticks his dick in her ass. And now she's being double stuffed. A DP? A DP. A DP. Wow. So she's squirting. She's coming everywhere. Again, the neighbors are mad. I'm sitting here with a woman's hair all in my face because she's, again, she's over me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking nuts. It's my birthday. She yeah, it, I was just going to say, it sounds like you and your homie centered her pleasure, which is dope. Yeah. I'm like, it's my fucking birthday. Right. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I was having a good time, but I yeah. was having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Rightfully so. And um, <laughs> at that point, we both uh, had an orgasm. Uh, fast forward, she wrote him again until he nutted. And uh, wow. And we we went to sleep and we woke up in the morning. Made breakfast. We did not make breakfast. <laughs> uh, it was some breakfast, all right. Um, another round. It was another round. Another round. Ooh, y'all kinks. But this time when he was, when she was riding him, I was like standing there or laying there on the bed, like watching his dick go inside of her. And that turned me, that turned me on so much. Mm. And when his dick would slip out of her, I would uh, suck it before I put it back in her pussy. <coughs> and then we, we had just an explosive orgasm. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And we showered and they had to go back to wherever they had to go were. Back, yeah. And I was left there in the room looking crazy like what the fuck just happened wow. on my birthday and i left and i actually called my parents right afterwards and told them what happened and what they say well again i didn't tell them the details or whatever yeah. but i called my dad first and i'm like daddy i had a great birthday and stuff and he's like okay like what happened i'm like well actually um i had sex with a girl and he's like but kenny but you're gay and I'm like, I know, but remember I talked about this like maybe two years ago and stuff. He's like, yep, I, d I didn't know that she was going to do. I'm like, well, y'all know that I'd be talking about shit and I'd end up doing it. He's like, oh, God. He's, and he was just like, well, he was proud. He was happy for you. No, he was just a little bit like just caught off guard because he was like, well, oh, wow. What, 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 what did you have fun? And I'm like, it was cute. And he's like, it was cute. <laughs> It was cute. Like it was a good time. He's like, well, okay, all right. You know, we finished up whatever you know our conversation and stuff, and then I called my mom, 
And then I told my mom because she wanted to know because she gets excited about everything. And she loved my ex-best friend. So I'm like, yeah, I got to hang out with him and stuff and his girlfriend and everything. And oh, yeah, by the way, I had sex with her. Um, and she, Kenny, what? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and he was with this. You had a menage a trois. Wow. I love the relationship you have with your parents. Yeah. She was like, you had a menage a trois. I'm calling your father. I'm like, well, I actually told him before I caught you. So she, what did he say? I'm like, well, I mean, he just wanted to know if I had a good time. She's like, Kenny, I, I, I just don't know what to say or do about you. Like, oh my God. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'll call you back later when I get to the hotel. Wow. And that was that. Yeah. Where do you in that woman or like your bestie? I'm just curious. Where do you all stand today? So again, like I said, he's an ex bestie. Yeah. Ab- yeah. So bestie. He's yeah. somewhere. And her, um, I think we used to follow each other on Instagram. I haven't. Would you do it again? So I would do it again. You hear that, ladies? Only if these, <laughs> only in very controlled times. I'm open to doing it again, at least. I'll say that. Okay. So, similar to what you had said earlier, how you feel uncomfortable with men who, um, you know, portray themselves as being straight, but then they're also kind of like curious about, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about other men. Mm-hmm. What I had to sit with. And also thinking about the topic from today with the gay besties not being gay, what I wanted to wake up was the fact that I had to realize last year that every single straight adult relationship that I've had with them with another cishet man, right? Mm-hmm. At some certain point, he gets comfortable enough to suggest some same gender loving Mm, and why do you think that is why do you think that is because i've had that experience too so i don't know exactly why because at some certain point i mean we the friendship dissolves yeah you know so i have not had the chance to go back and question them like you know why did you befriend me you know and why did you ask me about you know, doing a threesome or doing some actual gay shit or whatever like that, you know, um, what was that? But I will say that I felt some type of way because when I sat down and realized that literally every single straight friendship that I've had with a dude as an adult has been that at some point, you know, whether it's months or a year or two down the line in a friendship that they do suggest some type of sexuality switch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I kind of felt like I was being preyed upon mm. and it made me question if the friendship was genuine because I respect people's boundaries and, and I respect people's lifestyle and everything and every like i I respect all that stuff or whatever so i can foster a relationship with a straight man i can foster a relationship with a straight woman or whoever or a gay man and be just that friends but i found it a little bit disheartening to see like that consistent trend 
you know, where each and every straight friend I had that was a dude has eventually proposed some type of gay activity. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, wait, was the friendship real or was it that you were kind of like, you know, courting me in a way mm-hmm. and masking it and mm-hmm. grooming me to grooming get comfortable to enough yeah. to engage in fulfilling whatever, you know, uh, same sex fantasy that you may have. Yeah. I, well, I just want to say this really quickly. Um, I value my straight cis, you know, relationships and friendships with, um, you know, my, my male friends. And thankfully, like my true, true homies have never really crossed that boundary. And I haven't either. Um, um, you know, but it, 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 I think it's telling. I think for men like us who, mm-hmm. who own who we are, we own our sexuality, you know, um, I think it gives people permission to truly be not only who they are, but who they may aspire or desire to be. You know, we give them permission to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's why we may find ourselves in situations where, you know, certain men feel a little bit comfortable or they feel vulnerable enough to express like, Hey, I've had X, Y, Z fantasy. Cause unfortunately the reality is this, right? If a straight, if a cis straight guy even thinks or has a thought, you know, about having same gender kind of like loving experiences, they're automatically labeled as gay. Mm-hmm. And, and who wants that? I think I, I can't wait for the day where we see people expressing and saying like yeah i've had xyz experience and you know i'm proud of it and it doesn't necessarily you know shape or make me who i am or you, you, does that make sense you get what i'm saying no that makes total sense yeah i mean and, and i mean again as someone on the receiving end i definitely receive all of that and you know i would hope that you know those friendships that we did have would actually genuine you know friendships yeah i mean and i also get that i was probably the closest person to them at that time Mm -hmm. would be open or receiving of that desire or that fantasy that they may have had you know for a long time or just newly developed or whatever the case is but that goes back into your question if i would ever do it again so in a twisted fantasy in a twisted world if i was ever if i was ever y'all listening if i was ever to get into a relationship with a bisexual man or if there was a friend of mine who was straight and who brought up the idea of a threesome which they all have uh literally all have men and women or just the men uh men and women got it at least first mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they all, literally all have <laughs> if that's the case and if i'm single i'm down to act on it okay you know like i said i'll flirt i'll, I'll you know kiki with a woman and shit like that again i'm a sport i'll play the role uh but if it's a situation where, you know, with, like I say, in some alternate universe where I 
date some bisexual man and we are like poly again this is an alternate universe because y'all know how y'all know my dating ideologies so if that's the case and we have you know from time to time some women in the bedroom maybe like you know on vacations or whatever like that um wait so hold up so if you you would be willing to take a vacation and 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 bang some chick in brazil or or mexico if if or even in damn chicago (laughs) i love it i love that for you maybe if that's like some type of like boundary that we set and that we hold ourselves to um and that's our agreement you know that you know maybe like on our trips away from home we can be open to it obviously we never know if we're going to actually um if we're going to actually catch but we can at least be open to trying mm. you know throwing our, our rods out into the that ocean and catching a fish Dang. <laughs> um I, i'm here for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've entertained, but again, that is that's maybe Kenny somewhere else in the multiverse. Um, I can't really speak on that in this reality. In this reality, you are. I mean, this reality, like I'm, you know, I'm a very gay man who's a little bit open. Uh, you know, I guess what the kids call it is uh, the term is ha- uh, homo flexible. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just learned something new today. Homo flexible. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so I'm a homosexual, but okay. I'm a little flexible. I'm not bisexual, but I'm a little flexible. All right. All I, right. Could, I could kind of work my way around. It's not a hard no when it comes to like having sex with a woman. Mm. I mean, one of my straight guy friends, we made a thrinder together. It was his idea. A thrinder? Yeah, it was like the threesome tinder. That's a thing. Well, it was. Now it has a new, it's a new name, but it's the same thing. Um, I'm gonna find the name, <laughs> but it used to be called Thrinder when it first came out in okay. 2016. Wow. Yeah, it's it's uh shit. Anywho, it was his idea, and he wanted to make this Thrinder, and he um made our you know combine our profiles mm-hmm. that we were uh one heterosexual, one homosexual, but we're together. And we're looking for uh we're we're looking for a woman to have sex with. Well, um, it's his idea. Thank God for apps. It was literally his idea. That's why I'm saying like it's always their ideas. I'm always like, okay. Why'd you go along with it? Is there? Because I'm a sport. Got it. I love it. You're a true sport. You can hang. You might hey, make sure she's people. Hey, make sure she's pretty. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like really truly perform, but I show up. Since I did show up before, mm. and it also makes them feel even better knowing that I have had sex with a woman before. But in that friendship, he would say like, oh, well, you know, um, you know, we don't have to touch each other and stuff like that or whatever. But I'm just thinking like, well, why are you asking me? You have literally plenty of straight guy friends that I'm pretty sure you've had threesomes with or that you could have a threesome with and do this. Um, 
it was what do you call like a um, airtight. That's that's the position. I'm just gonna put it out there. I've never had that experience that you just uh, shared with us. Uh, I envy you. That's what yeah. the bisexual threesome. Yeah, the the, the MMF. Yeah. <laughs> I do like watching that porn too. Okay, my favorite. But um <laughs> topic for another day, but like wow. Because so, I do want to do two dicks and one pussy. Really? I do want to try that. And I do want to also do like two dicks and one ass one day. With a dude, but with three dudes, but then also oh, three dudes, okay. Yeah, me, another guy, and another guy. But I do want to do the double stuff in a pussy one day. Uh, oh. yeah. are the applications <laughs> you're taking applications <laughs> I mean, um, this this would be the best time to do that because i do feel that at this time in my life this is like my honeymoon or not my honeymoon but this is like my bachelor party year okay or, your jordan year it's the, the it's the, the jesus year yeah the jesus year whatever you know being 33 and stuff but also just I think that this is probably the time for me to do all that fun shit before I settle the fuck back down. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, here's to us exploring and doing all those things before we settle the fuck down. Really? Did you have anything else to add? Just really enjoyed this conversation. You know? I did too. This was a lot of fun and um it's very chaotic. Very chaotic. Um, but authentic and truthful. So Y'all yeah. again, blame this blame this cabernet that Jimson brought. <laughs> we we finished the bottle. We sure did. Anywho. I'm glad that, you know, we got to finally have this conversation and I hope for the most part, we covered the majority of, of points, but again, it's really all about you being a bisexual, your perspective, yes. and you not talking for other bisexuals. Yeah. And so that's one yeah. thing I don't want people to get, you know, misconstrued yeah. that we aren't talking about or generalizing everyone as a whole. Exactly. This is one individual who is talking about his own perspective and his own experience. And this is me talking about my own perspective, my own experience. And I do not talk for the rest of the community. Neither does he. Same here. You know, but Amen. we wanted to show some love to the L. One day I'll, I'll get my lesbians on here, but the, the, the G and the B's. Okay. Finally. Especially the bees, because you know, we go through so much and you look at the statistics about all of the things and how Yeah, y'all are so you know persecuted and exactly oppressed. So maybe we <laughs> maybe by having this uh discussion, this conversation, mm -hmm. we help uh save some lives and made it be okay for people to be who they are. I agree. And I, you know, that's one thing I definitely push, you know, and I want you guys to definitely reach out to myself again. My Instagram for the podcast is nude radio 101. It is the same on Twitter. And if you want to, again, 
contact me directly on Instagram at Kenny Heflin and also Jameson. Drop your Insta and your Twitter and all the things again for them. Yeah, again, it's Jameson Shea Lease, J-A-M-E-S-O-N-C-H-E-R-I-L-U-S on all social media platforms. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. We did it. (laughs) We finally did it. Lord have mercy. Hey. I love you guys, and y'all have a great week. And uh, make sure to stream new radio streaming on all platforms where you can hear podcasts. Bye.